You're listening to episode 71 of the Beam Life podcast with guest Kesley Tweed. Y'all, I am so excited for today's episode. Kesley is an astrologer, among many things, and I had her on today to take a little bit more of a deep dive into astrology, how we can use Mother Nature and the moon cycles for our benefit, um, and really that um, by tapping into our sun, moon, and rising sign, we can begin to have a deeper understanding of who we are and why we do the things we do. Um, It wasn't until talking to Kesley that there is so much more to know than just your simple like horoscope that we all know based on the day you were born, right? And she's going to go into all of that and how her story of having a breakdown led to a breakthrough. It's pretty amazing. Kesley comes from a town of 100 people, so very, very small town, and has now lived in the big cities and um, coached some incredible people and done some big things. So she's a Reiki master, a Gallup certified strengths coach, astrologer, and the owner of Iron Gypsy Coaching and the founder of Empowered Path Collective. She uses tools like astrology, Reiki, and meditation to help others journey deep with themselves to find their unique magic. And she shares just how you can do that starting today as soon as you're done listening to this podcast. So Let's get this party started, babe. Hey, Beam Babe. Welcome to the Beam Life Podcast, where we are all about honoring your truth, prioritizing your passions, and unlocking your potential. Let's go. I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Hey, Kesley, how's it going, girl? I'm so, so, so excited to have you on here today. Same, Caitlin. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. I'm so excited to chat today and just really honored that you'd have me on. Yeah. You know, it's so everything we're talking about today perfectly aligns with what my goals were for the podcast this year, which was finding other empowering women who have really unique gifts and specialties. And, um, you know, when you reached out, that's the beauty of Instagram, right? It's like, this is how we can find each other and connect. And I started to dive deep. I'm like, this woman is really cool. So I can't wait for you not only to tell us a little bit about yourself, but then like elaborate on all that you do and how it can be so powerful for the listeners today. So let's just get it started with, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm originally from North Dakota, a very small town. And I absolutely love my passion is doing astrology, a life coaching and energy healing. And a lot of people ask me, how did all of that happen? Right. Growing up in North Dakota, small town, 
um, Catholic upbringing, it was very just traditional for lack of a better term. And so really my journey, my spiritual journey has opened me up to all these different modalities um, through the challenges, all these tools kind of came into, into my space. And I feel like we're just guided to me and have been such a gift every step of the way. So yeah, that's what I do. Essentially, um, my specialty area is really working with empaths. So um, in particular, women who are more sensitive to the energy, emotions, and expectations of other people. Um, and mm. people pleasers, overachievers, like those, those are my people because that's been my journey. So um, everything from, from people who are really looking to step into their purpose, uh, grow their business, really find a soul-based kind of business and grow that, um, to people working to attracting a soul or working through relationships, looking to improve their careers or finances. Um, as a coach, I'm, I'm just kind of here for it all and really just love connecting with people and using astrology as a tool to really unlock their inner magic and uh, guide them along the way. So yeah, Caitlin, uh, I love it. And I'm sorry, you know, we're out of luck here. There's no overachievers. There's no people pleasers <laughs> here. No, sorry. No, Wrong that, audience. That, Wrong that, audience. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's call it a day then. Let's call it a day. Um, yeah. Like, it's so funny. You name those things. I'm like, yep. Check, check, check. Okay. Yep. (laughs) But, um, right. Like we don't realize why do we do those things? Why do we do those things? Why do we people please? Why do we overachieve? Because we're sensitive to how other people will respond right? It's like, you don't want to feel that disappointment for other people. And so for me personally, what it ended up being was this kind of false version of myself, or at the very least, I was doing things from a space of inauthenticity of, I have to do this out of guilt versus my own connection with myself and my values. And so super passionate about helping people really connect with who they are and fall in love with who they are and create a life that they're incredibly passionate about from that space. Yeah. And I think that's honestly why I felt so aligned from our very beginning conversation was because that's what the beam life stands for. It's helping women reconnect with that. You know, some call it inner child. Some just call it their, I call it my beam boss, my inner self that, um, you know, has been trapped for so long, but that's where we need to make our decisions from, right? Not from this, like, like you said, inauthentic false self. I call mm-hmm. it like our masked self, however you want to call it. Same, same thing. Yeah. All the above. Yeah. So it's, it's so powerful because, you know, there's all these things out there that are like, say no more or say yes more or take risks or don't take risks, but none of that really matters. What matters is the decisions where the decisions are coming from. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I love that you also use astrology because astrology seems to be like such a hot topic right now and, uh, very much in the social world. And so I feel it's like everyone's labeling themselves as astrologist (laughs) and has this knowledge. So I'm really excited for you to, um, take some of the, um, you know, I, sometimes I use the word woo woo or whatever, but take some of that out of it and realize how we can apply this. But before we get there, I know that there's a little bit more to your story than what you shared. Cause you shared it with me. So I'd love to know 
Cause I know you had some sort of a breakdown, right. Mm -hmm. To get to this breakthrough. So can you elaborate a little bit more on what that looked like for you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mentioned, you know, a big part of my journey and story has been that journey from growing up in a small town, the people pleaser, the straight A student striving to be what I felt was perfect in every way. Um, so that's, you know, kind of the, the childhood me. And then in my early twenties, I got married, still living in North Dakota, kind of had this whole life planned out for me. You know, the, the house, we didn't have the white picket fence, but pretty close. Right. It was just kind of this, this life that I thought was kind of going to go a certain way. And, um, a few years in, we just realized it wasn't working. I was growing. We were growing. We were not growing together. It just wasn't going to work. And so the life I had planned, the life I had envisioned my college sweetheart, we ended it. And I had to look at my life and decide where do I want to go from here? What do I want to create? And I think deep down, I knew that the life that I would have lived inside that relationship would not have been authentic. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about helping people find who they truly are, because I look back and I envision how much I would have missed out on had I continued on that path, right? But the universe kind of just said like, Hey, this isn't for you. And so from that point, um, I got a great opportunity. I moved to Houston, Texas. So small town girl, town of a hundred people grew up on a farm, moved to the big city for the first time. I think Houston's like the fourth largest city in the U S yes. corporate job, right. Climbing the ladder, doing all the things. And of course the people pleasing and the overachieving and the, I will do anything to get ahead got me. It got me. I mean, it was fun. I had a blast. I met amazing friends, had great opportunities, started traveling for the first time. So it was a lot of fun, but I was just exhausted. And I felt like I was incomplete. So I told myself the story. Well, you know, it's because I hadn't met the right person. I haven't met the right partner. Uh, I'm, I was really, I, I struggled a lot with body image, um, all the way growing up. And so I thought that was a big part of it. I don't love myself. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable in my own skin because I don't like my body. And so that progressed into fitness competitions, right? So I was like, all right, you know, I got in shape and then I did my first competition, won the competition, still wasn't happy, still had this huge hole. So got into more exhaustion, achieving cycle of restriction and exercising twice a day and all the things, right? And still felt incomplete. Well, it was about this time that the spiritual awakening started to occur. I had found meditation actually as a way of focusing in the gym. My, my uh, mm. coach suggested it because I was all over the place, right? All this anxiety and the people pleasing and all the things and the overthinking, I couldn't focus. So I started meditating. That was a big step in, in the right direction. And then I started to get into personal development, went to my first Tony Robbins event. And like that, like Help me. We talked about values earlier that helped me really zero in on what was most important to me. And I recognized that there was a part of me that really wanted to help other people. That was it for me, that purpose. So yes. I decided at that time, <laughs> right? So there, there was certainly kind of a breakdown through the divorce, but then there was this like breakthrough of, I found a purpose and a passion. I decided that I was going to quit my job, sell everything, travel for as long as it took to kind of really learn and grow. So I, I first spent, um, decided to spend three months traveling to, you know, uh, Thailand, Bali, Australia, New Zealand, some really, really cool places in order to learn and learn from some really amazing teachers. 
So I did that. But at the same time, I was spending a lot of time alone. I was spending a lot of time in meditation, a lot of time in quiet, a lot of time quiet enough that I could start to hear the voice of that inner critic inside me. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, like that started to shift me. And so over the course of two years, I went through this unlayering process, this unpacking process, this process of allowing myself to feel all the things that I'd stuffed and numbed and, and put down. I allowed myself to really question who I was to become my own best friend. It was not comfortable. It was not pretty. There were a lot of tears. There were a lot it of never is. Where, I, where I questioned it all and asked myself, why did I do this? I'm broke. I ended up living in my parents' basement at one point, like just not having a whole lot of money coming in from the coaching thing. I was transitioning from a fitness business to more of the spiritual astrology kind of business. Hadn't all worked out yet. And I think that was the rock bottom. And I was just like on my knees, like universe, help me, help me. And so I think that was that was part of the breakdown, but the breakthrough was that I learned how to apply all these different modalities that I was learning. Two of the really big ones that shifted it for me. Um, one was Reiki, which is a form of energy healing. Um, so I learned how to tap into my intuition and really use my intuition. I also, through my Reiki uh, instructor, found astrology. So I went for my very mm. first astrology reading during this time as well. And I went in and I was, you know, kind of like everyone, like, I know this will be interesting, but I don't really know what to expect. I already kind of had an interest in it because I had noticed a resonance. I'm an Aquarius. My Reiki teacher is an Aquarius. And I just noticed we had so much in common. And that was the first time I really had like looked at astrology in terms of like energies flowing well together. It's like, well, maybe there is something to this. And part of me was really afraid of it because of the Catholic upbringing astrology is bad. Like all these modalities yes. that's of the devil. Right. And so I was a witchcraft, witchcraft, <laughs> right. Witchcraft, all the things. So I went in for this reading and it was like, she was speaking to my soul. Like she was telling me all the things that I had questioned about myself or had wondered, or why is it like this? Or why did my life go this way? Or why am I feeling what I'm feeling now? it all made sense. When we looked at my birth chart, my unique signature, when we looked at the position of the planets currently and how they were interacting with that chart, so much clicked. And mm. she actually helped me make some really big life decisions that got me back on track. So I was a gypsy at the time, like living in Airbnbs, like didn't have a car, like none of the, none of the regular things. Right. And because of a specific transit that was going on, she said, you need to root down right now. Like you need to find a home. I know that's not what you want to do. It's not what I wanted to hear at all. I'm an Aquarius free spirit. Like, let's just yeah. go travel the world, explore. And I needed to hear that. And when I did that, right, it made the biggest difference in my life from that position. I got myself back on track emotionally, financially. I was able to like really build back through what I learned from that astrology reading. So ever since then, like it has been a huge part of my life in terms of how I help others. I went in deep. I studied every single day. I was looking at the transits, looking at my birth chart, meditating, reading, watching videos, all the things I couldn't get enough of it. And now it's just, it's the one tool that I find brings people so much peace and, and affirmation and clarity and things I hadn't even thought of. It's amazing. So yeah, breakdowns definitely read, led to breakthroughs, Caitlin. Yeah. I love, there's so much in there, right? So we could have individual podcasts on each one of those things, but what really I love so much about your story is your transparency, because a lot of times people are like, sell it all, make this big decision and do the thing. It's going to be great. And sometimes it's not great. You know, you, you do 
the after can be great and really knowing what your purpose is and the growth through that. Sure. But in the moment, it's really shitty. (laughs) You know, like you said, you're back at your parents' house, you're feeling broke. You've sold everything at this point. You've been living on a hope and a dream kind of thing. And so the transparency, I think is so powerful because in a life coaching from, you know, life coach to life coach, cause we both do that in different ways. Um, a lot of people think, oh, that's just what I have to do. If I'm unhappy, I should just quit my job and sell it all and go do these things. And there's definitely, you can do that if that's, what's your calling. Right. But there's also other ways, but knowing that sometimes it gets really bad before it gets really good. And so I'm, I'm really happy you shared that. Cause I think it's so important for people to know that, it is a growth process and, um, we have to kind of go through those things. It it, it is. And you touched on something and it's a growth process, right? So when we say yes, and this is most specifically for those who want to help other people in terms of coaching, energy, healing, astrology, whatever it might be. I think that when we even fitness, right, when we say yes to, to helping other people, the universe is like, all right, like, let's make sure you're really ready for this. Like, we're going to make sure that you have all the lessons so that you can develop all the wisdom and compassion. So when your clients come to you in those situations, you've been through it. And I, I honestly think that's yes. a lot of what we went through was like this basic training or like boot camp process to be prepared to really be able to sit in the seat and say like, yeah, I've been through some rough times in business, in relationships, whatever it is. And you can have so much more compassion for that when you've been through it, when you've had those moments of the tears, of the fear of, of all the things. So it was difficult, but I'm incredibly grateful for it now. Yeah. I, I love your story. It's so inspiring and also truthful. And, um, you know, I, I see so much, we've had completely different experiences, but I also feel so aligned because it's very similar to a path I led. So You've mentioned several times the word empath again, another really hot word I would say on social media. And I've heard it, you know, different people say I'm an empath and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. I know what it means and I know what it means to me, but I'd love for you to share, like, what does it mean to be an empath? Yes. Yes. So I'll first give the simple definition and then I'll give you some examples of how it sometimes shows up for people. Um, the simple definition, at least mine, is that an empath is someone who is more sensitive than the average person to the energy, emotions, and expectations of other people, right? So that might show up in terms of energy, right? You walk into a room, you can sense the vibration of that room. And you're, you can, until we learn how to be an empowered empath, we might be a sponge for whatever sort of energy that we're walking into. It's a very empathic, yes. Caitlin going, yep, yep. <laughs> had that yep. one happen before. And it's really cool, right? I think a lot of times on social, and this was part of my mission when I started um, what I call the empowered empath collective is that a lot of times we hear about the negative part of being an empath. We don't always hear about the positive part, right? One of the really cool things about being an empath is when things are great, like you're at a concert or in a crowd, like some people, some empaths don't like large crowds. I'm an empath that does. And so if it's yes. a high energy environment or music, things like that, like I feel energy, it moves through me, right? The same thing with emotions. 
when someone's in a great mood, like I want to celebrate with them. I'm like, hell yes. Like, yes, yes. right. It's an amazing thing about being an empath. You can be just as excited for someone else as they are for themselves or as you are for yourself on the challenging side. And what, what I hear most people probably struggle with or talk about is that we take on the emotions of other people. So if there's someone in our lives who's going through a hard time, we not only feel that, but here's another empath thing. We feel responsible for it a lot of times. Like we love to help and give. So we're like, what can I do? How can I fix it? I always like to say our true path as empaths is that we're not here to enable. We're not here to fix it for them. We're not here to make the appointment for them. We're not here to give them, you know, give them all the things. We're here to empower them, to lift them up, to help them see the light in themselves. So that's on the emotional level. So the expectations piece, that's a big one. That's where the people pleasing and the overachieving things start to show up is that when people have a certain expectation of how we are going to be or what they want from us or need from us or expect from us, because we don't, because we feel emotions so deeply, we will do certain things that may not be in our natural authentic behavior in order to appease and please other people. Right. Now, again, like that can be beautiful. Here's the beautiful, (laughs) you're like, yes, here's the beautiful part of that. Empaths are typically called to a purpose. They're typically feel like I was born for a reason. I was born to give, to make this place better. A lot of them resonate with the term light worker. For example, I know that I do personally, like very passionate. Like I have a purpose. I've known that since the time I was a little girl and a lot of empaths really resonate with that, which is why I absolutely love working with them. Also tend to be very relational, um, you know, very giving, very generous, very creative, very creative in terms of not just like arts necessarily. It can be that, but things like podcasts or just the way that they're able to view the world because they're able to see things from such a broad perspective It's, I mean, empaths are so gifted in so many different ways. Hey babe, I promise to be quick, but I want to make sure that you are part of the Beam Life text community. It's completely free. All you have to do is text the word podcast to the phone number 323-673-2709. Again, text me the word podcast to 323-673-2709. Make sure to follow all the prompts so that you get added to the list. This Beam Life community has given me so much, and this is one of my favorite ways to give back to you. I offer the chances for giveaways, raffles, and I send you motivational pump-up text just when you need it the most. Connecting on social media is great, but this is so much better, so I hope I see you there, babe. Now back to the episode. I love how you described all of that. And, and something I think is so great that you touch on is yeah, in the social media world, when I see empath, it's like, oh, it feels like such a down thing. And I've always been an empath. I see my daughter is an empath. She's been to a couple of different preschools and it's so funny. All of her teachers are like totally different schools, different scenarios. And every single one has been like, your child is extraordinarily empathetic for being three, four, five years old. And I'm like, yeah, I see that, you know, and it's something that is it's nature. It's, it's just how we are built as humans. Right. So I love the way you describe that, but more so as an empowered empath, I'm not sure I've ever heard that before. So 
thank you for educating me on that great word and to look at it in a different light. I think that's so important. Yeah, it is. It's such a gift. In fact, you know, you said that typically when we hear empath in social media or other places, it's in a negative light. And that was, I almost did not want to, you know, work with the, the whole empath theme because I was like, I don't want people to feel disempowered. So no, we got to flip this. We've got to rewrite the rules on what it means to be an empath, because I truly believe with my whole heart that like empaths, you are here for a reason right now on this planet to help with a very big purpose, raising the vibration, changing the world that we live in, being the change that you want to see in the world. And so we, we gotta, we gotta rise up. We gotta, we gotta do it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I love it. So we're going to kind of get into, um, more of the astrology part of what, what you do, but quickly before we do that, and you kind of, um, you have an amazing system, which I know you're going to teach us, but what did you learn about yourself when you first became like in tune with your signs? Like, what did that mean for you? The first time you saw that is a really great question. So I'm an Aquarius, as I mentioned, grew up in a very traditional environment, small town, as I said, and I always felt like there was something kind of different about me or like I never fit in or people didn't think the same way that I did. That's a very Aquarian thing. Aquarians are the, the rebel sometimes of the Zodiac. Like we're not here to be status quo. We're here to shift things. We're very futuristic. We're very humanitarian focused in terms of like, let's change the world. Right. But things like astrology, for example, very Aquarian. And I know from the time I was a little girl, I had these things in me. But I, I always thought I was weird or outsider, like, I'm just odd. Like nobody really gets me. And so when I first started to learn about astrology and learn that I was Aquarius, I was like, wow, I'm here to be different. I'm not here to be like everybody else. And I had spent so much time in my life trying to figure out how to fit in, how to look the right way that you're supposed to look and have the body that you're supposed to have and the job and the career and like all the things all like perfectly aligned. That's not who I'm meant to be at all, which is why I was so exhausted and anxious and all those things. That was incredibly freeing for me. Um, The other piece that I learned about, so that's my sun sign. So we all have a sun, moon, rising. All the planets are actually represented in our birth chart. But in terms of the most important aspects of us, the sun, the moon, and the rising are the most important ones to start with. So your sun is your soul's vibration. That's the core essence of you. So I learned about that. And then the next one, which I think is like the hidden gem that we all need to like, everybody go Google, Google your birth chart, find out your moon sign. Your moon sign is the inner part of you. It's your needs. Mm. It's your emotions. It's how we self-nurture, how we care for ourselves. And I learned that my moon is in Capricorn and Capricorn is you know, goals, achievement, integrity, like where's the next mountain I'm going to climb it. And once again, I'd always felt like there was something wrong with me because I always needed to have a goal, right? Like people pleasing and overachieving aside, like there's something about me that just needs that growth, that loves that challenge that, you know, I knew from the time I was a little, I I always, like I grew up in a, in a family. My dad was an entrepreneur. He had his own business and a farm. And I always wanted to do that. I always wanted to own my own business. And part of me didn't believe it was possible, but then I realized like, Hey, I'm a Capricorn. Like I'm strong. I'm savvy. Like I can build things in particular. Capricorns are great when it comes to business. They have this business mindset. So that really set me free, right? That really set me free. And then my rising sign, 
I'd always kind of some Libra rising and I'd always sort of exhibited the characteristics of my rising sign. The it's more peaceful. It's very relational. It's kind of that like harmonious kind of a sign. And so that part of me, like I, I got that piece of me, but what I recognized was that's a gift. That's an important kind of exterior part of me. It's sort of a, a, like the, the costume that we can wear. That's an important part of us creating success for our lives or just being who we are in the world. And sort of that, you know, we, we, you want to be aligned with the soul and the moon and all the parts, but like there is a certain part of our identity and being connected with us, with us. is very important as well. And so I learned like, that's a part of my identity, but it's not all of me. There's so many yes. different aspects and vibrations and layers to all of us, which is why so many people ask me about um, like compatibility in astrology. I'm like sun sign astrology and comparing sun signs. That's great. But we got to understand there's multiple layers and level levels to every single human. And really what astrology does is it helps us understand ourselves. And from a compatibility standpoint, it helps us understand our partner or potential partner so that we yes. can like, honor who they are and appreciate who they are and recognize that even if we're not the same, that's okay. doesn't mean we have to be identical. It just means that I need to understand their perspectives, their vibration, their energy, and the way that they see the world. Yeah. So powerful. And yeah, I know that when we were talking too, I was like, I know my, my sun and my rising, but I don't know my moon. So that was really, really interesting to, um, go into, um, Let's talk about, I want to ask you about the moon cycles, but I think while we're on this, you know, um, thought stream, we should talk about your system and how you can, I know people can work with you. And there's a lot of people listening that are like, now I want to know more, tell me more. So of course people can work with you, which is awesome, but to get started at like a fundamental level, um, share with us your process and like how you start how someone could start doing this kind of DIY, I guess. DIY. I love that. Absolutely. So I'm all about making this practical, right? Like I love astrology. I love horoscopes. It's fun, but it can be incredibly useful. And the most useful part about it is when you really get to know you. And so we talked about the sun, the moon, and the rising. So I want to give everybody, as you said, Caitlin, a system to actually like take this and I call it integrate these vibrations into who you are. So um, the first thing to do, and you can do this for each of those three signatures, your sun, your moon, and your rising, I recommend starting with your sun sign. The process is you are going to name, claim, and aim your birth sign, your astrological um, sign, your zodiac sign. So the first part is naming, right? So let's say I'm an Aquarius, Caitlin, you're a Scorpio. Mm -hmm. So we, we were going to do this process. We would go online and we would find blogs, websites, YouTube videos, podcasts, whatever speaks to us. You can just Google, you know, Aquarius, Aquarius sun sign, you know, Scorpio sun sign and find at least three different resources. Reason I say that is because every astrologer is going to use different language to describe your sign and certain languages, certain phrases will resonate with you. Certain ones may not as much. So when you do this, it's good to get a different, different perspectives and different yes. descriptions. And what I want you to focus on when you do this is focus on what is like, what are the really cool, amazing things? Like, what do I love about myself? When I read this, what really resonates with me? You can highlight it. You can put it in a journal. You can cut and paste it, whatever you want to do, but take a collection of what are those phrases about my Zodiac sign that resonate with me? That's naming. So you're like really owning like, Hey, 
I'm an Aquarius and I'm proud to be an Aquarius and here's why. Caitlin, I'm a Scorpio. I'm proud to be Scorpio and here's why. The second part is you're going to- Scorpios have no problem being proud of themselves, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Aquarians do too. One of the things they say about us is we always think we're right. So (laughs) totally. It's like, okay, I have no problem with that. We got this. We got this. We got this. So name. And the second part is claim. And the claiming part of the process is where you actually look at those things you've learned about your sign and you ask yourself, how have I already seen this playing out in my life? How am I exhibiting these things in my life? How has it already brought me success or great things in my life? So that's like where you're really like, okay, this is, I see this. I see the connections with me. I see how it's brought me already abundance, love, great things, whatever it is. The third part is aiming. This is the part that I love. My Capricorn moon really, really loves this because it's about goals. It's about you. It's about what you want to attract, who you want to be, where you want to go. So you're going to take what you've learned about you and you're going to ask ask yourself, how can I be intentional? How can I apply these beautiful traits and characteristics and soul vibrations that are parts of me and use them strategically in my life to move toward what it is that I want to be the creator of my reality. And so name, claim, and aim. That is the process if you truly want to integrate and use astrology in a very practical way. And you would do that for all three signs. You can do that for all three signs. Absolutely. The sun sign, like I said, is the first one to start with, but you can use that for moon, your rising, really any signature within your birth chart. We haven't talked a lot about, you know, Venus is a big one, Mars, Mercury, Venus is love, how we give and receive love. Mars is that desire within us, that like masculine drive that we all have. Mercury is communication. So there's all like all the planets have a, a different theme that they're kind of bringing us within our lives, a different vibration based on where they're placed in our charts. And so we can go deep, deep, deep. And really, honestly, Caitlin, it's like every time I look at my birth chart, I've been studying this for several years now. It's like every time I look at it, I learn something new. Yes. Or when I'm going through something in life, I look at my chart and I'm like, okay, you know, what, what, which of these signatures in my chart am I learning about? Or what, what do I need to lean into? What do I need to, you know, aim at this point in my life? So it can be incredibly useful as a tool for personal growth, for achievement, for just feeling better in our lives, in our bodies and feeling like it's, I was, when I look at this sort of stuff, it reminds me like, Hey, there's a, there's a synchronicity to all this. Like, this is not Mm -hmm. random. Like there's something bigger than us. That is just, it helps me feel connected and guided in a really beautiful way. And I know I probably have a lot of listeners who this might be, um, second nature. And some of it might be like, Whoa, this is very new information. And we've mentioned birth charts a couple of times. And so, um, I know you gave me, I'd love for you to share. There's a free website. I went on and did it right after our call. Um, like what are the things you would need and where would you go to find some of this information? So astro.com is a really good one, but essentially Google is your friend. All you need to do is just Google birth chart calculator. And you can find a million different resources that will help you put your birth chart in. Some do a better job of explaining what things mean than others. So you can kind of play along with that. But I've always used astro.com as kind of a resource. I also have an app called Time Passages that I really like for um, both the birth chart as well as daily transits, which I'll talk about the difference between those in just a second. Um, But essentially for your birth chart, you're just going to need your birthday your birth location and your birth time. 
So without your birth time, I know not everyone has access to that. Um, you'll be able to identify your moon sign, your sun sign, most of your planets, but your rising sign is going to be a little more difficult because that's going to change about every two hours. So you really do, you, you know, you want to track that birth time down to the extent possible. Astrologers can help. I've had people come to me and they don't know their birth time. And we're able to identify just based on some, some questions I ask them based on kind of looking at their personality, their identity, sort of like who they are. We can, we can get pretty close or we can, you know, come up with what we believe their, their rising sign would be. Um, so that's, yeah, that's essentially what you're going to need for your yes. birth so different the birth chart what is that exactly that is the position of the planets at the exact time of your birth so it's very unique to you it's they're like one of a kind it's amazing yeah yeah it really is it really is so that's like a map for your soul's journey that is like your vibration locked in at the time of your birth it's just it's magical and then we've got what we call transits so when you read like the daily horoscopes you're actually like the, the astrologer is kind of layering in the transits over your, like your rising sign or your sun sign or whatever you're reading it for. One little tip I'll give everybody is I would recommend reading your horoscope for your rising sign, because that's going to be based more specific to the different areas of your life. I think it would, you know, sun sign, you can probably find some resonance, maybe even moon sign, but that rising sign, if you read it for that, I have a feeling readers or listeners will feel much more connected to what it yes. is. That's mm -hmm. Totally. I, um, I thought that was super helpful when you mentioned that in our like pre pre chat, you were like, yeah, read your rising sign. I'm like, oh, I never mm -hmm. thought to do that, but there is, I'm, I'm a Leo rising. And so there is a lot of, when I read Leo, I have a lot of like connection with it, which is really interesting. And I found it fascinating because like I showed you, I did it for my daughter as well. I was like, oh my gosh, we are the same yeah. sun and rising. Like that's a lot of intensity. <laughs> wow. That is, that is beautiful. Y'all gonna have some fun, especially in those teenage years. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, oh my gosh, all of this has been so incredible. And, um, I love that I've learned so much about it and to take one step further, cause we've talked about now using our signs, um, some of the planets birth chart, all that stuff, which we can, you know, having a professional guide you and go deeper than that, but you've also provided tools, how we could get started. Lastly, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about the moon phases and mother nature in general, and how we can use that as a tool. Um, because there's natural seasons, right. That we have that's happening around us all the time. Yeah. And, um, this is that whole, like I say next level, this is very new to me. It's something I've been following the moon phases. Now I would say for only about six to eight months, like paying attention. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what this was available the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know this. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It really is. And Caitlin, that's one of the things that really drew me into astrology, right? Is I was really looking for this like connection with my divine feminine, with my body, like just understanding how to better flow with all of this. And so I discovered this whole moon cycle thing. And it was like, wow, click. Because as you said, as women, we have our own moon cycle. Yeah. 
right? From a planetary perspective, we have a moon cycles that are occurring every single month. And so the more that we can be aware of those cycles and flow with it, the more we'll feel like we're in harmony with the universe and not forcing things or working against the universe. So there's two primary um, moon um, placements that you want to be aware of, like moon, portions of the moon cycle. Of course, that's the new moon and the full moon. So I'll start with the full moon because I know like I get a lot of questions on this one. I actually do a full moon party once a month where I get a group of women okay. together. We zoom. In fact, I will, any of your listeners who are interested, who'd like to join the moon party, the next one, just send me a DM or we'll give my information at the end. It's on yes. me. This I'd love to have any of your listeners, Caitlin, join. Um, so anyway, full moon is about releasing, right? Think about it. The moon is full. It's bright in the sky. Something has come to fruition. It's a time of gratitude, the time to look at like, what have we harvested? It's also a time to clear out any stagnant energy, any cell energy, anything that we need to release so that we can, when the new moon comes around, have space, have open, mm-hmm. be able to attract in those new opportunities, those new possibilities. So from the full moon to the new moon, thinking about kind of just allowing things to be released. It's not necessarily a time where you want to be forcing things, pushing things, right? It's more about what do I need to tie up? What am I grateful for? What am I releasing? And then from that full moon to that new moon, right? Excuse me. So yes. So from the new moon to the full moon. So really focusing on the new moon piece, that's when the moon is black in the sky. The sky is completely dark. It is empty. You have done the releasing. This is a time for planting the seeds of new intentions, for setting our hearts and our souls on what it is that we want to create and manifest over the next two week cycle, right? So we're really talking about over the course of the 28 days, we're working in two week cycles. So you've got two weeks of the full moon, two weeks of the new moon. So the more we can flow with that, the more we can be intentional about, okay, it's full moon time. I'm releasing new moon time. I'm planting seeds. I'm, I'm, you know, setting my intentions. I'm thinking about what it is I want to manifest and create. I love the way you describe that too. And I didn't even know, um, I didn't even think about it as two week cycles. It totally makes sense, but people always think, oh, it's the day. And it's like, mm-hmm. we can't do all that in a day, right? It's, it's attracting, releasing its time. And it, yes, love yeah. it all. Yes, exactly. It is. It's, it's, it flows. It takes time. Like the, the day of is going to be the most potent, powerful, right? Like full moons. Yes. Again, a lot of people ask me about full moons. They're like, why do I always feel so crazy? Well, the moon is our emotions, right? And so oftentimes thing, and it's also about releasing in the full moon. So it's like our emotions are coming up to the surface. Things are happening so that they can be brought to our attention and we can release that. We can clear the slate. We can shift those emotions. So that's a big part of like why we feel so you know, crazy from a, a psychological standpoint or spiritual yeah. standpoint, it's really about releasing, bringing things to our attention so that we can, we can start fresh when the new moon. Yes. Comes so <laughs> good. I am just so grateful for all this information before, um, we kind of sign off and all that. I want to let everyone know who's been listening, all the things that we, that you mentioned, I'll also put in the show notes along with your contact information, which you're going to share in a second. But before I'd love to know what makes you Kesley beam. Mm, What makes me beam? I mean, there is nothing like sitting down with a client, right? And just, you know, this Caitlin as a coach, right? Yes. Light bulb just goes off, right? And just like, oh my gosh, I never saw it. I never thought of that way. I love like connecting people with possibilities. 
So it's like when some sort of limitation or some belief that was holding them back or something they needed to release or something they've been judging themselves for, when they're able to like let that go and you see that and you feel that and you like see this, mm. you know, sometimes I'll see clients physically like be in their chairs or kind of hunched over. And by the end of the session, it's like their energy like, is ah. bright and they're sitting up and they feel so much lighter. That makes me beam. That totally makes me beam. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes. A beautiful question. Yeah, it's, I'm so right there with you. You know, I get, I, I love what you said, that light bulb moment, because truly when I think of the beam life, that's what I think of. It's like that, that light bulb beam moment where it's just like, aha, oh, yeah. oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's so beautiful to ex- like co-experience with someone. Um, so I love that. So thank you again for all of your helpful knowledge and tips and just energy today. Um, where can listeners find more information about you? Absolutely. So my Instagram is iron gypsy life. I R O N. So good. Y life. They can find it in the show notes. Um, and kesleytweed.com is my website. And not to be confused with Kelsey. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And send me a DM. Like I love to connect with people. If something that I've shared today raises a question, or if you want to come to the moon party, let me know that you heard, you know, that you heard Caitlin and I's chat. I just love to love to hear from you and hear a little bit about your story. You're definitely going to see me at that moon party. I'm coming. That would be, please. That would be amazing. I haven't, I haven't nailed down the date yet, but it'll be probably on the full moon. So I'll be posting that very soon. Can't wait. That'd be amazing. I love it. Awesome girl. Thank you so much again for your time and we'll be in touch. I know this is just the beginning of our relationship. So thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You are the best beam babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another beam babe or post it on social and tag me at the beam life. So I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text. Yes, a real text to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.